Hey there and welcome to Fill Me Up, I'm Steve Walker and this is the show to help fuel your filmic discussions, such as, why are we getting a Hunger Games prequel film? I mean, just why? I mean, I know why. Like, it make, they make a lot of money, it's a franchise that made a lot of money, but just why? Those films came out ages ago, like, the young, so this news came out today at the time of recording. I'm probably time of release, date of release as well. Um, but I mean, apparently uh, the the writer Suzanne Collins, I think it is, um, is making a new book that's a prequel, and they're going to make a film of it that's going to come out in 2020, apparently. And I don't know, like I've said numerous times already, I don't know why they're doing this. The young, the young adult genre. A film it's kind of done now like maze runner was kind of the last successful one there's been like multiple attempts to get franchises off the ground and then they did like the mortal engines film that came out last last year um i know they're doing artemis foul but i don't know i don't know anything about that and i think i feel that's more of a kid's book i don't know um but i could be wrong um yeah i just don't know why I mean, I looked at the box office, and the second one actually did the best, but it wasn't much better than the first one. And then the third book was split. It's one of those ones where they split the last book into two films for some reason because they followed they followed the Harry Potter trend, and those both made less. Like people don't want more films than they need. They just want there's three books. I want three films. That's it. Done. And they're just unnecessary and this is unnecessary as well people haven't been clamoring for a hunger games prequel film or book or anything and i mean like suzanne collins is a good writer i read those books around the time that the films came out and they're good and like the story's good and everything like just make something else like you're good at writing stuff and creating worlds like you were done with that that world and that story and stuff just make something else just come up with something else and then they can make that into a film and people are like that like why why go back to these things i mean there's been reports come out uh i think today as well i don't know um that um uh, that well over the past weeks few weeks or whatever the there's loads of sequels that have, and franchise kind of films that have come out this year well this summer especially and that have underperformed like godzilla x-men dot phoenix men in black international and shaft these are all films that have come out that are part of franchises and people don't really want to people are getting bored of sequels and just aren't going out to see them i mean some of them aren't great like i've talked about godzilla the other week and i'll talk about dark phoenix later but i mean the people want new stuff people are craving new things like the going back to franchises people do enjoy that and the name recognition brand recognition but People want new stuff. They want new franchises. They want new creativity, original ideas and stuff. So going back and making uh, a prequel film to Hunger Games, just just why? Just, just stop it. Stop it, Hollywood. Stop it. Don't do it. Anyway, uh, yes, yeah, sorry that I wasn't, that there was no podcast last week. Uh as I said in the tweet that I sent out, uh, sometimes life just gets in the way, and uh, you have to stand aside and just let it let it go past before you can carry on. So, uh, but I'm back this week. 
And I've made up for it because I have seen two films this week. I've seen both Dark Phoenix and Secret Life of Pets 2. Um, both of them, actually, better than expected. Uh, Dark Phoenix is just... I mean, it's not like Dark Phoenix. It's been annihilated by the critics, but it's not that bad. I kind of think it's better than Apocalypse. I mean, I haven't seen Apocalypse since it came out. So, yeah. But, it, I mean, it's standard X-Men fare. There's nothing massively exciting about it. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's kind of just what you would expect, really. There's got it's got some a couple of good scenes in it that even if you don't go and watch it, I'd recommend just kind of searching them out. There's a scene in space at the start, and there's a, the final kind of battle thing on the train. They're both really good, and the cinematography is quite good in that. So I'd recommend those. Um, it's got a lot of like questionable plot points and plot holes and stuff, but I mean, what sort of genre film doesn't need these? And like, I I don't know. I just sort of breezed over them because this is the last X Men film, and I'm just like, who cares? Like, I barely cared about this film at all. Like the fact that it has come out. So if there's problems in it, whatever. This franchise is done. It well, it's basically done. Um, like it, the, the like people are just no one cares about it anymore. Like. Once Fox have gone, were bought by Marvel, everyone's just like, oh yeah, MCU X-Men, that's what we're after. And like, it's just sort of almost a shame that these films were already in production. They're just like, oh, well, we kind of have to bring them out now. So, I mean, who knows what's happening with New Mutants? That's, I mean, if that ever will come out. Um, maybe it'll come out on Disney Plus, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of, it's not a great film to finish on. Like, I would say that Days of Future Past is sort of the culmination of everything, all the X-Men films, and they should have done that later, really, to have the biggest impact, but, like, they maybe should have done, because I think uh, Matthew Vaughan, who directed X-Men First Class, which in my opinion is the best X-Men film, he, um, he was gonna do Days of Future Past, I think he was gonna do the trilogy, I think he was gonna do, um... First Class, Days of Future Past, and Apocalypse. But he wanted to do Apocalypse first and then go to Days of Future Past and have it kind of a trilogy that builds up to Days of Future Past, which made more sense. But the studio didn't want to do it, so he just wrote Days of Future Past and was like, here's the script, I'm leaving though. Like, do what you want with it, make this film, but I'm not, don't want to, I'll write it for you because I want it to be good, but I'm not making it because you're not doing what I want. So... Which is fair enough, and I think that he was right. I think Days of Future Past would have been a better sort of culmination finale in Dark Phoenix. I don't know. I think they were going to start a new trilogy. Who knows what they were doing. But, uh, yeah, that's all gone down the toilet now. So, uh, yeah, it's fine. If you if you were going to see it, go and see it. But if you're not going to go... If you're not that bothered, like, it's not a film to start on with the X-Men films. But if you're interested in them, it's, it's, it's fairly good. And like I say, it's got some good action scenes in it. So, yeah, it's fine. Uh, the other film that I liked uh, was Secret Life of Pets 2. So, I mean, I saw the first one and I liked it, but it, it wasn't a film that I was like, oh, this is amazing, like I'm raving about this. It's no like Toy Story or anything. So, or Toy Story 2, because um, hot take here, not a big fan of Toy Story 1. Um, but uh just going to brush over that. Probably talk about that when I see Toy Story 4 when it comes out. Uh, moving on before I get shouted out 
Secret Life of Pets 2. It's fine. It's uh, it's a good family fun film with animated animals in it that make conversations and do weird things. It's got some good laughs. I mean, I went to see it at 9 o'clock at night. I think there was one kid in there. By, by kid, I probably mean like a 10-year-old or 12-year-old. Well, yeah, 10-year-old. I don't know. Uh, but there's a lot of adults in there and they were having a ball and well they were having a bit of a chuckle every now and again um so yeah it's good fun like it's it's not like a kids kids film like it's definitely a family film um but yeah i'm a big surprise at this film because i didn't know anything about it really i just kind of the only thing i'd seen was stuff on youtube where it'd be like show a five second clip of the rabbit doing the panda song or something the panda song makes it sound like a really kids film but it's like that um don't know what it is the was it designer panda i don't know um but yeah that's like pretty much all i've seen and turns out harrison ford is in this film or he voices a dog in this film um which was unexpected and i like i heard him and i was like oh it's harrison ford and i was like oh he's probably gonna phone it in isn't he he's gonna be a bit grumpy and just like Meh. but he's actually pretty good in it i mean he's probably pretty happy because he no longer has to be involved in Star Wars because Han Solo's dead. And he's probably like, oh, yeah, that's good. So he's probably loving life right now. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go in a booth for half an hour and say a few lines. And yeah. So, yeah, he's good. I liked it. Uh, and he's not in it for ages, but he's, he's in it. And he, uh, yeah, he's good. He's good in it. I liked it. So it's a good bit of fun. Good, good time to go and see it. Maybe, maybe at the cinema. I don't know. It's up to you. It's not a... I wouldn't necessarily say it's a cinema film. It's not kind of a huge blockbuster. But I would say that these two films so far, like last month, there was a lot of disappointment. But this, these two, I kind of went in with low expectations and they're both okay. They're not amazing, but they're both quite good. And I had a good time. So take that what you will. So yeah. Um, but to the crux of what we're talking about today. We're going to go, we're going to hop in a DeLorean, we're going to go to another time, another timeline where something else happens. And this week, as you will know if you listen to, I was going to say last week, but it's not last week's, the last episode's thing at the end. What do you call it? I don't know. Little little teaser. Um, talking to, I'm talking to Star Wars. And specifically, what if Ryan Johnson directed the force awakens and jj abram directed the last jedi which is actually the other way around at the moment or the other way around to what it actually is in this timeline but in another time they did it that way around and i know you could sort of go oh it's a director and they just sort of like would do things but and they would just direct it and someone else wrote it so nothing would really change it'd just be like different angles and different things and different performances and whatever but uh, they both wrote, uh, I mean, J.J. Abrams co-wrote, but Ryan Johnson wrote on his own from looking at Wikipedia, which is definitely where you should get all your sources and information. Uh, they both wrote, or like I say, at least co-wrote their respective films. So um, they, I think it'd have a huge, well, it'd have quite a big impact. So we'll look at them each individually. So J.J. Abrams, he directed... Uh, episode 7 of Force Awakens, which is the first film in the new trilogy, which everyone's like, oh, it's 30 years in the making, but I mean, they made the prequels, so it's only like 10 years in the making. 
but everyone forgets the prequels or tries to. I don't know, whatever. I don't mind. I was like six at the time. I liked it. I'll say it. Uh, so, yes, J.J. Abrams. Uh, he typically does those sort of like, like he did Lost and he did, did he do Alias? He did Alias and he did um, Star Trek and stuff. But he's quite good. Well, he's quite good. His sort of signature style of storytelling is to do like mystery box setups. I mean, he's quite fond of that. I'm pretty sure he's been on stage before and he's had like a literal box with a question mark on it, like a block from um, Mario. And he's just been like, it's a mystery box. Who knows what's in it? And he sort of plays up to that sort of thing. But, and so like, I've heard, seen, heard and seen things and read opinions and heard opinions that maybe that's not quite the best fit for Star Wars. Like if you look back at, uh, like A New Hope was just called Star Wars originally. And it was just a singular thing. And then everyone loved it and they made a sequel to it. And like the Empire Strikes Back and the big twist of Vader being Luke's father. Spoiler, spoiler alert for a 40-year-old film. Is it 40 years? 40-year-old film. Um, yeah, there's stuff in like A New Hope that sort of contradicts that. Like There's that whole thing with Obi-Wan being like, uh, something like, I killed your father. Oh no, saying that Vader killed your father. And then like they sort of rewrote it later on in one of the films, in Return of the Jedi probably. And he was like, well, I was right in some sort of way or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm not like a massive diehard fan, so I don't know every single line, but like, it's something like that. Um, and there was, it wasn't the kiss. The kiss was in four. And then it's like, oh, Luke and Leia are sisters and brothers, siblings. That's the word I'm looking for, siblings. And so they sort of re, like, they didn't like set stuff up. It just sort of like, they were like, oh, where do we go from here? Like, everything was sort of self-contained. They were like, oh, let's do an add-on. Let's do this. Let's progress this further. What would be the next step to this? And they sort of went from there and they were like, ah, oh, let's not worry about these if it contradicts a little bit. And so having like a big like setup and like mystery boxes and be like, oh, there's this thing. What's going on? Suspense. Like none of that happened. It was all just nobody cared in episode, in episode four. Well, yeah, it's episode four in A New Hope. The, like who the whatever his name is my word Star Wars things the, the who Darth Sidious was was he even called Darth Sidious in that one I don't know the Emperor who the no one cared about his backstory or anything um it, but you got that all oh no one cared about Darth Vader who he was they were just like oh he's this big bad guy like people weren't that there was no like mystery around it it was just like here's the good guys here are the bad guys let's have a we've got rebellion we've got a ter- tyrannical empire like go off we go like that's like no there wasn't a mystery to set up so like having jj abrams who's known for these mystery box setups and stuff like maybe not the best idea like but um i mean he this could be good or bad but he also is like he's quite good at mimicking other people like he doesn't like i say that he's got a signature style but like having a mystery box set up that's not really necessarily signature style it's just like this is just a thing that he has in his films i guess it's sort of like saying that m not shine well it's sort of like m not shine on his signature style is plot twist but like everyone's got plot twists in their films like it's not just for him it's not like 
I'm watching this and like, oh, this feels like an M Night film. It's just like, oh, it's got a plot twist in it, and it's a weird, stupid thing. So it's an M Night film. It's not like that. So he's quite good at mimicking other people's styles. Like you look at the Force Awakens, it's almost essentially a New Hope again. Uh, Super Eight, um, he did had a lot of. That's a film that has like a lot of lens flare and seventies feel. Um, it sort of mimics uh, Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind and that sort of film. Um, and basically, and when he did Star Trek, like the the reason why he did Star Wars because he did Star Trek and that basically mimicked Star Wars. So. Yeah, he's good at like doing things like that, and maybe that would work better, not for the first in a trilogy, but maybe for something later, so he can build on and he just mimics whoever's been before him. And in this case, that would be Ryan Johnson. So Ryan Johnson's very well. When you look at his The Last Jedi and what he did with that, he's good at subverting ideas and theories, like. Like and it was very different to other Star Wars films that we'd had before. Um, I mean, I'd argue that's not a good thing to do midway through a trilogy. Like the way that he did everything sort of made every, it feel like the last film, not the second film. Um, but I'd say that's kind of good for a start of a new trilogy. Like, let's subvert everything that's happened. Like thirty years has passed since chronologically since the last canonical Star Wars film. I don't know why I say canonical. There's been, there hasn't been any others. Uh, but, um, yeah. So I think that'd be good for the start of a trilogy. But um, to do that in the middle of the trilogy, it sort of like discredits or disrespects all the stuff. Like I know that I said that it's not a good thing to set up stuff. But J.J. Abrams did it. And people talked about Snoke. And all there was all this speculation and stuff about who he is who Ray's parents are, all this sort of thing. And people talked about that for two years and sort of all these theories came about and whatever, and it, which kind of worked well and kept Star Wars and people's consciousness. And then, um, yeah, and then The Last Jedi came out and then he just sort of subverted everything and it sort of, in a way, you could say that he sort of disrespects what J.J. Abrams did because he basically almost took it all out and was like, no, nah, I'm just binning all those plot threads that you've just left hanging, which... I mean, he's fine to do, and it's fair enough to do that, but I'd argue that that's the sort of thing you do at the end because you want to have, like, a clean tie, clean cut at the end and have everything either tied up or, like, doesn't matter anymore. Whereas, like, to do that in the middle of the trilogy, you're now, like, where do we go from here? Um, like, from... I mean, I've tried to avoid also... I've not watched... The Rise of Skywalker trailer, and I've tried to avoid everything, but it's hard in this day and age to be on the internet and avoid everything. So I know I've I've heard rumblings that like the Emperor's back, and it's like so. A big part of the Last Jedi was um, to let the past die. Like Kylo Ren says that to Rey, like I don't know, like four times throughout the film or whatever, just to let the past die and forget about everything. That's why we're. That's why he was cutting everything off. That's why he was subverting ideas. That's why he was like killing off Snoke. Let's get rid of him. By the way, spoilers for all these films. That he's getting rid of Snoke, and Ray's parents are just some junkies that left her on Jakku and weren't gonna. There's no Obi Wan parents or whatever. I don't know. So, but now that he's not doing, but he's not doing nine. So, J.J. Abrams has come back and he's like, you know, he said to let the past die. 
I'm going to forget about that as well. So I'm just going to go back and I'm going to go even further back than my film. I'm going to go back to episode six and I'm going to get back the Emperor when he was maybe dead, maybe not. Like there was no definitive thing. He didn't see a body. So I'm going to get him back. So, I mean, that's speculation. I don't actually know because I haven't seen anything. But I think he, from what I've seen, I think he's supposed to be back. So it's just like at the moment you've got the way that they've done it. I think the way that they've done it is kind of stupid. Like, you look at Marvel and the way that they've done it, they've got a leader and a head in Kevin Feige that sort of makes sure that everything connects. But then they also got um, the Russo brothers to do connective films. So they did, um, like, they did the Cap- like Captain America, what did they do? Winter Soldier, then they did Civil War. But they, the like the important, most important, like Civil War led into, or parts of Civil War led into Infinity War, and then they did Infinity War to Endgame, which I know you could say is almost like one story. But the way that they frame Star Wars, it is one story, and that Episode Seven is Act One, Episode Eight is Act Two, and Episode Nine is Act Three, and so the, you sort of need one unifying head to head to lead that story and to sort of have that vision and to go for three different directors that have like which is what they originally had with Colin Trevorrow to yeah to have those three different directors with three different ideas that like the way that it's worked out is that they can they can oppose each other and they can just go yeah everything that you've done in that past film sack that off I'm doing my own thing so like the way that I would have doing it this way and going into this other time where going into another time where uh, Ryan Johnson directed episode seven and then went to JJ Abrams for episode eight. Um, I'd say that they, rather than contradicting each other and opposing each other, I'd say that those films and those directing styles would complement each other because you'd get Ryan Johnson would, subvert expectations you do something new and fresh with star wars like which people needed and people wanted like it's a new time like the original trilogy came out 30 40 years ago they brought out the prequels which tried to almost which george lucas was a had a huge hand in and directed and people didn't like them and so we need did something new, need something fresh, to have a fresh take on it, do something different. And to have some subversion and some new elements is a good thing. And like I say, these are coming like 30, 40 years after the previous film chronologically. And there's loads of people, no, that means you're going to have loads of new fans. So basically you just, I would argue that the new fans are more important than the old fans. Because the old fans are going to see Star Wars, whatever happens. Well, I say whatever happens. I have friends that aren't going to see Episode Nine because of Episode Eight, but that's beside the point. Um, they would have seen Episode Seven, whatever happened. So you and I would say if you had Ryan Johnson doing the first one, then you'd have some new ideas, some fresh takes. You focus on the new aspect. You focus on different things. Yeah, you you link to the original trilogy, which you probably still would have done. It would have been silly not to. So, um, and yeah, you bring in the newer audience, you bring in kids, you get them excited, um, which they have done to a certain extent. But I think, the, but if you did it this way, 
you would have that, but you would also have J.J. Abrams then going, okay, this is what you've done with that one. I'll take those, build some mystery on it, build some suspense, and I'm going to mimic what you, the style that you've done. So it'd be quite similar tonally, gel and work uh, just in continuity and everything and just there wouldn't be that conflicting uh, well it's just conflict of interests I guess and conflict of ideas and then he'd set up this sort of mystery and whatever that you can talk about going into the final film and then the final film can be you like all that per the writer all that story needs to do is just tie everything up from that and then you're golden so yeah that's why so yeah i think that in my opinion that would be or would have been would be would would have been both of those a better way to make this sequel trilogy um i I think they got some good directors and they probably got right the right directors it's just in my opinion the order that they did them in would fit um or this order would fit their directing styles and their writing styles and their their idea is better than the way it has worked out. Um, like I would, cause I originally, I disliked the last Jedi and I mean, I've since warmed to it. Like I don't really mind so much. Like I get, you get sort of like, I was going to say, you get, you, you sort of get hit up and you sort of get worked up in the moment and you're like, Oh, this, this is wrong. And this is wrong. But then at the end of the day, you're just like, actually, I don't mind that much. It was just cause, you, you're with other people that maybe are a bit more into it and get a bit more worked up about it and care about it a bit more or you're yeah you're just in the moment um but like at the end of the day I, th- I think that film was good and like I, I still see a lot of good in it um and like for all the reasons that I've said above like the, the fact that you've got I was <laughs> above that's what I've written in my notes all the reasons I've said before this um the fact that Ryan Johnson does do the subvert and does do something different, makes some changes, makes his things unpredictable, um, kind of delves into that um, kind of grey middle ground that so it's not just light and dark in terms of like the Force users. Um, that's why I'm excited for his trilogy. I mean, I don't know whether that's still happening. It sounds like they're moving uh, ahead with the Game of Thrones guys first, but... Um, and there was rumours that Ryan Johnson's had been cancelled, but I'm quite excited. Like I'm, I, I mean, I've never watched Game of Thrones, so I don't really care for their stuff. Like I don't really care if they do it or not. Um, I don't have any other reference from them. Like people speculate that it's going to be Knights of the Old Republic, like the games, which is fine, but it's predictable. People know what that is. Um, so I'd rather see Ryan Johnson do something fresh, do something original, something we've never seen, do his own take, do something new, something completely his own that he doesn't have to cater to people's wills and kind of where they're going and where they've been and just let him do his own thing, which I think would be quite good and like, exciting. Um, I mean, after all this, you'd still have like the problem with the third director to finish it all up. But like I said, like it wouldn't be too hard because you, you would only have to kind of tie things up and wrap things up. You wouldn't and just create some spectacle. You wouldn't have to worry about story stuff. You'd just be like, okay, so how do we... You'd need like a problem solver almost. Just be like, okay, 
let's uh if we do that and that then that solves that problem if we do this then we link that to that and that solves that and we do that and that and that solves that and then we just make that a really good thing and that a big spectacle and we have the big battle here and then we have this person getting with this person this person dying whatever this person becoming a general whatever i don't know then you're done it's golden so yeah um yeah i think that that that'll well do it um but before we go um got a question for you um these are these are questions which i'd like to hear like it's good to hear back from you but you don't necessarily these are the questions that at the end of the the episodes are always just they're what i'm i'm calling like lighters so they're just sort of there to start conversation start discussion just to light light your conversation like a little fire get it going get it started um so yeah but if you do have any comments or any questions or anything related to anything we've had in this episode then um yeah hit me up at wherever wherever and whenever so um yeah today's lighter um speaking of star wars and directors and stuff um which director would you like to have a crack at a star wars film um like it it doesn't have to be like the third one in this trilogy or it could just be anything like you they could ha- have a crack at a s- standalone one with another spin-offs if they bring those back or they could be part of a trilogy or whatever like who would you want to do one like personally um i like doug lyman um as a director he's kind of he's just a dependable action director he just kind of kind of light-hearted sort of stuff um yeah he's done sci-fi and sort of edge of tomorrow um, the Bourne Identity is pretty good in terms of like story and action pace and stuff. Like, who would have known Matt Damon to make a really good action star? Um, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is one of my favorite films. I don't know why. Well, no, I do know why. It's it's funny and awkward and it's got good action. And I really like it. So, yeah. I mean, you'd have to get in a writer because he's not really a writer. He's just a director. So, um, maybe you get someone in. Like I say, someone in that would sort of head over everything and kind of have a have a hand in writing the first two and then pretty much take the reins in the third one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd also uh, like James Wan for it because he's been involved with some huge franchises. Like, he's been done fast, done Furious 7. I think he's just got Furious 7. Uh, he did Aquaman. And, like, he's created some franchises of his own. I mean, they're all generally horror franchises, but, like, Saw, Insidious, The Conjuring... And like so, he and he kind of co-wrote a lot of that stuff, uh, like and wrote some of the stories and stuff, and not just in those films, but like other films, not necessarily the ones that he's made, just just films in general. So yeah, he he could definitely have a hand in it, and like he can do. Like Aquaman is my favorite DC EU film or Worlds of DC film. It's just bonkers, but it's great, and it's almost like. Star Wars but underwater. It's like Star Wars meets Indiana Jones but underwater. It's great. Um so yeah. Um also Denis Villeneuve. Is it Denis Villeneuve? I think it's Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. I don't know how you pronounce that. I think it's that. Um yeah, he's done some good some like he's just a really good director. He's done two great sci-fi films, Arrival, again, one of my favourite films, I think. Um and Blade Runner 2049 is a great film, great follow-up to like a cool classic film um he's also doing june is it june or dune i think it's june i'm calling it june um which is another sort of big sci-fi cult classic 
novel, I think. I think the film that they did do a film, I think, but I don't know. I'd never heard about that, so I don't think it was any good. Um, but he's also writing Dune. I don't think he's done much writing before, apart from like early on in his career. But yeah, he's actually writing Dune. So like, you get him to do a Star Wars film after that. It'll be like Dune's gonna be this big sci-fi epic fantasy thing. So yeah, um, and like he's quite good at doing action and war. So like Sicario, um, he's got some good action in that, and like some quite hard-hitting stuff. And like, the, a lot of the films that he's done. Are quite personal stories and things so like prisoners as well so yeah i think those would be really good um so yeah but yeah let me know or let each other know or let let, let yourself know who you think will be a good director for a star wars film um but yeah next week um we're gonna look going back to a duology again uh and as voted for by uh, some people online, we are going to do Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. So, yeah, I I think I've seen Bad Boys 1 before, but I've never seen 2. So, we'll see what it's like, I don't know. Um, it's Michael Bay, so it's just lots of explosions and maybe some leering. Shots of women, so, yep. But, uh, yeah, we're getting it done before the third one comes out. Because otherwise it wouldn't clarify. Um, I was going to say clarify. It's not the right word. It wouldn't... Is it qualify? That's what I'm looking for. Words are hard. Anyway, next week, duology, Bad Boys 2, Bad Boys 1, both of those films. Not in that order. Different order. See them, don't see them. I will be doing... You probably get more of them if you do, but don't worry if you don't. We will talk about them in some detail and probably do spoilers so beware of that anyway if you would like to talk to me and hopefully i'll be able to do words better than i have done today online somewhere uh you can find me at twitter or on twitter at alloutwalker uh, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash fillmeuppod. Not fill me up, as I used to say, because that's a different one, fillmeuppod. Uh, or you can do the old-fashioned thing and email me at fillmeuppod at outlook.com. Uh, but also, um, wherever you're watching or listening to this, because it's on YouTube, it's on iTunes, it's on wherever, wherever you are, just, just if you could leave a like or a comment or a review or something, anything like that, it just would help me out a lot. And uh, yeah, it's just nice to know that people are there. People like this stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's good. I like it's good to hear from people. So yeah. Um, anyway, I've been rambling on for wait for too long. Uh, it's not that bad. Um, yep, duology. Stay tuned next week. See you later. Bye.